0: Welcome to Bravo and Blaze, everyone. I'm your host, Jenny Blaze, and today is my last recording day of season two of Bravo and Blaze. And I wanted to reflect on what we've accomplished since the beginning of this journey. If you have been following along, you know that I started at the beginning of the year. I decided I'm going to take one day a week and dedicate it to starting my own podcast. And so I started with releasing one episode a week and I managed to, I was so excited and amped up that I managed to get some bonus episodes. Um, And then season two, I decided to take it up a notch and do two episodes a week. So it's been pretty wild. Um, But I can't believe that we're here. I've been able to have amazing guests. And I'm just so grateful for everything that's come out of this. And I love talking to all of you. So um, I just want to say thank you. And honestly, the more and more I spoke out about being a cannabis mom on this platform, the more women started to speak out and feel like they've been seen and heard, which is amazing. A lot of women ask me how I got started, or they wanted to take their cannabis ag, advocacy or career to the next level and through my experience in the corporate world I have learned more than just basic business skills I have gotten the world's best trainings on proven frameworks and high value strategies while managing and operating a business that started at just over 70 million dollars and was generating over 200 million when I left. Alongside my corporate experience, I've always been on this quest for ultimate wellness and happiness. I got my health coach certification from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and became a 200-hour trained hot yoga instructor. Those experiences combined with my corporate experience have all led me to this place right now where I have been able to create this community of like-minded women who consume cannabis and are tired of feeling alone, shamed and judged, especially when we all know that cannabis enhances and elevates our lives. It does not hinder us. So I decided to create the Cannabis Mom Boss Community In this community, I will provide free tools, resources, and training to help you start or evolve your cannabis career. We will also provide member spotlights so you can all get to know each other and have a support system during this time of transformation. I mean, not only are we individually going through personal transformations, our legal system is going through a huge transformation, and it is opening up. So many opportunities, and I don't want anyone to miss out on this. In fact, as a woman, as a mother, I want to make sure that I'm helping to empower other women to take leadership in this industry. We need that. The numbers are decreasing every year, and I will not stand for it. So everything is in the works right now. But make sure you sign up at CannabisMomBoss.com to be included on all email communication. The program that is launching live very soon is the Cannabis Mom Boss Roadmap Program. This four-week program will kickstart your journey as a Cannabis Mom Boss. You will leave this program as a confident and professional Cannabis Mom Boss with a personalized, actionable plan to get you to your next steps and goals. And even if you're not ready for the four-week program, you're going to want to make sure you sign up so you don't miss out on other updates around virtual and live events. We're going to have a Cannabis Mom Boss immersive retreat, special networking events, and partnerships with other badass Cannabis Mom Bosses. And if you're ready to get started with one-on-one personalized mentoring and coaching, then make sure you send me a message so we can get started now, hey, baby, gorgeous! Welcome to Bravo and Blaze, where we're gonna get lit off all the latest happenings going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything 420. So, grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. As I mentioned, today is my last recording day for season two of Bravo and Blaze. I'm going to start planning and scheduling season three. So I'm going to be working on reaching out to guests, getting them scheduled. And I want you all to drop a comment or review to let me know what Bravo labs or Bravo fan accounts you are dying to have on as a guest. Oh, and other news I thought was kind of funny and related is I saw on the New York state cannabis Instagram Account that they are so mad at TikTok because I I noticed since we've gone full legal, they there's been ads on the TV that are paid for by the New York State cannabis organization or whatever. I've seen them on buses. Um, they're just like they're trying, they're spending money on this. So they wanted to spend money on ads on TikTok, but they were denied. So New York State got so mad and they wrote this two-page document, two-page letter to TikTok. <laughs> and I loved it, but I also like kind of I felt like I was watching a housewives moment. Like, like, bitch, they've been doing this for years. Now you're just jumping in on it. Come on. It's kind of funny, but it's not like TikTok, stop. TikTok and you don't stop. Let us live, let us live our cannabis lives on TikTok. What the fuck? I have an account warning. I don't even try over there right now. I'm just, I just reuse content. That's all I do. But anyways, I'm going to talk about this Bravo week. Sunday, we had Real Housewives of Atlanta. And the biggest change for me personally, since I've quit drinking for like a whole- one and a half weeks. I noticed that Atlanta is way better because I used to drink on Sundays. So by the time Atlanta would come on, I was like, didn't even remember what I was watching anymore. And it's way funnier, more fun to watch when sober. So that's been cool. But what the fuck, Ralph? Ralph called Drew a lunchable. No, wait, he didn't call her a lunchable. He said she deserved a lunchable. Wow, I don't even know what to say. But um, I was a little disappointed that nothing big went down in the Sprinter van because, you know, Housewives and Sprinter vans. But what I do love is that Candy is a fucking boss. I don't know how many times I have to say it and how many different ways, but Candy is a motherfucking boss. She hosts so properly. So well, well done. I thought Marge from Jersey was good, but oh my God. What if there was like a competition, a girls trip competition where people had to like, they like competed for the best girls trip. Anyways, I'm going on a tangent, but really what I loved about it is that Candy took care of every logistic from start to finish Nobody even had to worry about their transportation to the airport. She took care of that. She took care of everything to the point where they had food in their bellies when they got to their hotel. And then they even had a little game for them to play, which is kind of, I didn't like the game that much, but Kenya and Marlowe made it pretty good. I thought Marlow was hilarious saying that she did it in a zoo with a giraffe, like watching her. I said, like, oh my God but so funny. Um, I did a, a poll on Instagram asking if people think that Todd cheats and 59% think that he cheats, but I got a lot of messages on this and people were saying, you know, I, I think they wanted to use cheats in quotes, like as in a way to say, they think that Todd and Candy have kind of like an open relationship type of situation, but Anyways, the best highlight for me was Kenya going in on Ralph. Yes. Yes. Loved it. You take that anger out on Ralph because there's no consequences. That is like chef's kiss to be able to go off on someone about their behavior and pinpoint it so easily. And they like literally just sit there and can't even say anything or else they look crazy. Like that is such a money moment and feeling i you know kenya killed it i loved it um but turns out i don't want to give any spoilers i mean you should have watched already it's friday but drew finds out that the assistant that sheree apparently didn't pay is the one who is telling people that ralph is gay and i asked like i'm trying to find out do people think he's gay do you guys think he's gay I need to know if you guys think he's gay. If he is, let, who cares? It's like, it's so rude of people to be talking about this stuff. <laughs> oh my God. As <laughs> I like to sit here and talk about this stuff. Um, I'll just move on. Love Match Atlanta. I'm sorry, I'm not really watching. I feel like I have a lot on my plate. Um, but I will catch up one of these days. Maybe Sunday is the day. <laughs> now that I'm not drinking um let's see what else okay so below deck sailing yeah I mentioned I got the the um what's it called the cameo from Kelsey and she really is MVP like she's just so grounded and seems to have such a good energy about her like she's just so cool and healthy like she is the definition of healthy to me like she just seems very balanced and I love that but um, Gary, ugh, okay, Gary, I talked to you today, so I won't bash you too much. But Gary, why are we going backwards? You are moving forward. Let's not move backwards and hook up with everyone. He literally is hooked up with every single stew on the yacht. Not a good look. And not going to lie, I was disappointed in Ashley. She could have been a lot messier with Scarlett. That's all I'm saying. I'm disappointed in you, Ashley. If you're gonna have a brand, you need to go all out. Don't half-ass your brand. If your brand is being super messy, just go. Just lean in. Whew. Anyways, okay. Beverly Hills um, died when Crystal was talking about outlets and Diana had no fucking clue. No clue at all what the hell she was talking about. That was hilarious. Erica bothered me when she started talking about Cartier. Like, you know that we know that there's issues over your Cartier ring legally, right? So why are you even, I wouldn't even go near Cartier. I wouldn't even talk about it, look at it, none of that stuff. But of course not our Miss Erica Jean. But anyways, okay, so I did two other polls. Do we love or hate La Quinta? 59% of people said they, they love La Quinta. I, I mean, I don't hate it. I feel like the area is probably great, but I think I'm just sick of Kyle's decor. Like, I just, I need something fresh. Give me like, um, but the other poll was whether or not people thought that Crystal was being gaslit. of people think Crystal was being gaslit. I 100% agree with that. I was triggered watching it because if you are someone who has been gaslit, you know how awful that feeling is. And I was triggered. So I'm team Crystal on this one. No hate on anyone else. I'm just, just saying. I'm below deck down under this week. Aisha and Bertini got in trouble. For calling Jamie a bitch. Because he was such a bitch. I feel bad. I mean, if I was there and Jamie said, don't please don't call me a bitch. And like, clearly it's a trigger. I mean, I'd be like, okay, but Jamie, I think you need a little bit of like, some inner work because it's wild that the word bitch is so triggering. And then he so easily calls the females bitches. But I do love the part when Bertini was crying. I mean, I don't love that Bertini was crying, but I love when Aisha comes in and is comforting her and they're like, yeah, what he did is be such a bitch he is a bitch oh my god so cute they're funny i love them sorry jamie i just i think you have a little bit work to do um kardashians well other outside of the episode the kardashian wedding happened like looked amazing and I mean, Kravis, they are a lot. The last episode, it was like TMI. I, felt, I feel like it's too much. But I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. They seem happy. So maybe I need to just jump on board and be crazy like that. I don't know. But also I was annoyed with Kylie and Chris being so happy over grocery shopping because I fucking hate grocery shopping with passion. It's just like, you're constantly like, Oh, let me put take this here. Put it in my cart. Now I'm going to take it from my cart. Put it on the the elev. What is it called? The conveyor belt. Then I put it from the conveyor belt into the bag. Then the bag into my cart. Then from the cart to my car. From my car to my fridge. By then, I am done. I am done. So, but uh, what else? Last thing, Bling Empire. I'm like really confused because I think I need to go back and see if I watched all of it because I don't even remember the ending. And I just, I can't, (laughs) the thing that sticks out to me the most is when Kane told Anna about Jesse's other family in front of Paul Abdul. Like that was the most fucking hilarious thing ever. And Jamie is making me laugh so much. I just love her. She's growing on me so much. I already loved Dorothy Wang before she came on the show, so love, love, love her. And Kane is surprisingly messy. I was not expecting that from him, but oh, well, he's bringing us good stuff, but, uh, yeah. Until season three. No, last episode last week, I mentioned that I was supposed to go on a girl's trip to Heldsburg, California. But if you are following my Instagram, you know that I did not go on that trip. There was all this drama going on. And if you want to hear it all, you can go look at my Instagram, to my memes. I had stories. It was great content. (laughs) Also, I'm going to include the cameo I got from Kelsey from Below Deck Sailing. I'll put it on the end of this episode, but she's a fucking rock star. I feel like she probably felt weird because cameos are kind of weird, but I think I would do amazing cameos now that I think about it. But anyways, K- Kelsey killed it. It was so good. Wait, should I put myself on Cameo? <laughs> I am such a good hype girl. I think I might do it, actually. You know what? Okay, I'm doing it. Catch me on Cameo. Coming soon. Um, but yeah, Kelsey made me feel better about the whole situation. I mean, I was bummed. I wanted to go and instead my family had COVID and uh, COVID's just ruining my life. But anyways, uh, so next week, I did mention this um, before I think, but I'm going to the CWCB Expo, which stands for Cannabis World Congress and Business Exposition. It's next week at Javits Center in New York City and your girl got a pass. I've never been to this conference before. Um, So it'll be the first time at this show. And it's the first time I've ever been considered press. So I don't even know what I'm supposed to do there, but I know there's like a separate room for us. And like, I kind of feel special, but it's probably like not really that special. Um, So I will probably be recording while I'm there and maybe I'll even go live. I'll ask them if I can go live. So drop a comment or review to let me know what you want me to cover while I'm there. There There's so many topics. There's going to be a ton of booths. Um, I'm excited. It's like a three-day event. Plus, it's in New York City during Pride Week. So I also, if you're around for Pride, let me know what to do, if I should go out, where I should go, all that good stuff. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'd like to welcome Priscilla from Bonjour Bitches Blog on Instagram. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Do you know this is like so crazy? Because as soon as you came on, I was like, I had this fangirl feeling, but like it was it's like a twofer because of you, but also you remind me so much of Anna Delvey because of your impersonations and like, I can't get the two separated in my head. Like I think of you and I think of Anna Delvey and I just love it. Well, I'm happy to, we
1: don't have to tell people it's me if you want Anna to come on sometime. (gasps) my
0: gosh. (laughs) You need to do like a whole anna thing like you could really do a whole inventing anna spoof and i would watch it i think it should be on netflix my there. husband told
1: me i should get on cameo
0: <laughs> yeah you should i don't think it's a bad idea dude not only the <laughs> people You'll have to who that you already know you that is a really good idea because the anyone who just likes anna delvey will see that on cameo probably is she on cameo i don't know what she's allowed she's in like
1: federal detention or something so I don't know that she's allowed to be
0: well I don't know if you're allowed to host art shows (laughs) did you see that she just had her art show
1: yeah and I think we should use the word art loosely
0: I love the topic of the word art and artist it Cracks me up when people are like, "I'm an artist." I'm an art. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, what does that mean? Look, I art
1: is as valuable as you want it to be.
0: The eye of the beholder, I
1: guess. Yeah. right?
0: <laughs> well, what do you call yourself as, like, because you're in your name it says blog, but mm. do you actually blog? <sighs>
1: First of all, if anyone is listening that wants to start up an internet venture, don't paint yourself in a corner. <laughs> yeah, by including blog in your name. <laughs> I so initially I did start a blog when they're like remember that Caroline Calloway when the cut came out with um that Caroline Calloway like oh my bullshit.
0: god I, anyway I, I <laughs> what I'm dying to know now.
1: Um. It was, I guess, 2019.
0: <clears throat> I just Googled um, or I just filled it in and like it says American internet celebrity. Mm-hmm. Is that an accurate title? I'd say so.
1: Yeah. She's just kind of a scam artist and hot mess. Um, and her like best friend came out and was like this. She is she the one who painted
0: person. the floor, the carpet? Yes, 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 that yes, was yes, it so for it. me. That's the only thing I knew about her. I was like, what? the actual. (laughs) (laughs) So I started the
1: blog with like a rant about that, just because it happened in my mind one day. And I was like, this will be good to have writing samples because I wanted to get into writing for a minute. And then I was like, oh, I'll get on Instagram to try and drive traffic to my blog, which I don't know if you know this, but there are already a lot of blogs.
0: (laughs) You (laughs) know, I actually was wondering what the blog landscape currently is because I feel like it's Mm -hmm. shifted so much to podcasts. Other things. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: no, no one needs another one.
0: No one (laughs) needs another one.
1: (laughs) Specifically mine. But anyway, so yeah, I every day I'm like, I I want to change the name, but I love Bonjour Bitches. Um but uh someone else already has that name.
0: I'm all about it. I mean I think it's funny that on Bravo. Cause you watch Bravo. Right? I do. I do. Um, and, but you're not like a Bravo account, but you
1: I'm not, but it makes, it warms my dead heart when a Bravo account <laughs> like includes
0: me.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, <you>.
0: that's great. <laughs> well, I was just saying, cause, um, why was I talking about Bravo? Oh, the fact that they say the word blogger all the time, I mm-hmm. know, get so confused every single time. I'm like, who are they talking about? But they're talking yeah. about us. <laughs> yeah, sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because they're really, I mean, it goes hand in hand, right? It's like Bravo and Cocktails started as an IG, but now she's got her website yeah. and it's like they feed each other. So every, yeah. everybody's on multiple platforms. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I think
0: most of the housewives, don't know what's going on yeah they just say <laughs> blogger because they don't know what to call us exactly I, I say bravo fan account and then exactly. if it's not a bravo fan account I'm just like I don't know, really know like an influencer <laughs> I really hate that word I don't you know, know. <laughs> we're getting into the Talk words today it's like a wordy day but yeah I hate that word influencer I think um that landscape that uh, industry has shifted a lot Mm -hmm. it kind of got to this point like I'm already thinking in 20 years when they go remember the 20s (laughs) roaring 20s yeah the roaring 20s remember at the end of the teens they were like all these influencers were coming out and then you know like it's now it's almost like a spoof type of thing it's like <laughs> embarrassing to say the word influencer but i like content creator
1: i like content creator um i actually work in influencer marketing and we like the word
0: ambassador oh. um, see that word is a trigger word for me okay because when I first got onto, when I first started focusing on social media, I, that was when I became a stay-at-home mom. I left my mm-hmm. corporate career and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Let me try to figure out my life. I, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, the first thing that happened, and this is like at the peak of the influencer you know, era, mm-hmm. I was getting all these messages like, oh, we want you to be our ambassador. We think you're amazing. You're a model. Well,
2: <laughs> you're I so
0: mean, sexy. And I was <laughs> like, am I? Okay. Okay.
1: So when you, here's here's a little look behind the curtain, folks. Yes. Um, Jenny emailed me and was like, do you have any questions for me for the podcast? And uh, my question was, why are you so pretty? Oh,
0: yeah.
1: So let me, the kind of DMs I get, our robo dms from like spam promoters yeah. being like try our carbon neutral jewelry or like we love your vibe come try our activewear and I'm like yeah you don't love my vibe
0: I know, you <laughs> How know you me. Find this spot?
1: yeah they're all just like clearly they've sent 1,000 dms yeah. that day and I made it on the list somehow
0: <laughs> right right yeah and they so I actually like at first I was When, because I didn't know what that meant and I like to look into things I'm like well let's see obviously I always think everything's a scam so I'm looking for this scam and Mm -hmm. I found the scam it was Mm -hmm. that they want you to like buy their clothes and like you only have to pay for shipping but shipping is like the price of the The clothes (laughs) garment yeah and I'm like nice try people which intrigued me because I'm all about Like I love Housewives and Bravo because I like watching reality TV and seeing kind of like the sociology part of it Mm -hmm. and the psychology part of it. Well, (laughs) and
1: the lines are so blurred now too that like, you know, the fourth wall is down and we have access to these people.
0: I know that's the crazy part.
1: Yeah. And so then when it's there, there's not new shows on, we are still being entertained by them. I don't (laughs) mind any of the spoilers in the media. It just extends the fun for me and we still watch it play yeah. out and we don't get all the yeah. information. So it's just, it's it's the entire calendar year, no matter
0: what. <laughs> I know, there's <laughs> always something going on. Yeah, and I just like, it's just so funny because when I first started down this Bravo Road, it was really because of the pandemic and yeah. I had no one to talk to about <laughs> Housewives. So I went on Twitter and that's when, It was like walking into a Vegas casino for the first time or something. I was like, what is this world? Yeah, I was just so fascinated. I loved it. It's like, oh my gosh, I found my people. We speak the same language. We love the same type of humor. And along with Bravo goes a lot of like pop culture. And that's where like Anna Delvey comes in. Um, One fun fact, Elizabeth Holmes, I did not know who she was until you're real oh. with because I just watched <laughs> bad vegan so I knew um I forgot her name already but you had your reel with the three of them and I could not stop laughing I'm like who is this other girl <laughs> and so I went and I watched the like I think there was a 2020 yep. thing or something and then I watched the whole show with Amanda Seafried or mm-hmm. whatever her name is and It was just so funny. So you actually did influence me from your reel. See? (laughs) You
1: know? People don't even understand what it takes to build something. I mean, this is what happens when you try to change the world. Yeah, I'm like, sometimes your husband, who you don't know or like, just says, go to Rome for 10 days, so you go to Rome. People just don't respect art or visionaries or science that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, we all just want our dogs to live forever, right? What? Why are you here? So
0: are you watching the Depp versus Herd trial?
1: I am keeping updated here and there. Um, You're not like... I'm not in a deep, deep dive, but I'll check in at the Talk of Shame and catch up. <laughs> she does amazing coverage. Um, I think it's wild yeah that this is playing out I don't think there are going to be any winners no matter no. how this shakes out this is lose lose lose
0: <laughs> for, literally like for everyone <laughs> for everyone yeah well I mean we do get some entertainment I guess her hair just really I can't watch it because her hair bothers me and I'm dying to know if they're gonna really accentuate the hair when they finally make this into like some kind of Hulu series or I feel like this is definitely going to turn into something right absolutely I almost admire Johnny Depp for that because it's like he feels like he's been to fame so why not just go all in like all right yeah we're doing this and yeah I'm gonna make money off of this at some point like didn't Anna Delvey do the same and all the, <laughs> these, the true Ashy crime man. is crossing into reality TV a lot now. It's very trendy to be a criminal <laughs> or a cult leader.
1: Or a cult leader. Yep. Yeah, there's, no. or uh, an MLM. Yeah.
0: Uh, Abercrombie person? was a good one too. <laughs> Which one? Did you watch the Abercrombie? Oh yeah. Uh,
1: oh yeah. That was wild. I guess I just, that one. It was wild, but it was one of those things where I'm like, I didn't know about this, but I feel like I know.
0: Yeah, I know. Like, that's what was so much sense.
1: (laughs) This was, I did watch this happen in real time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I actually, in 2004, I interviewed with Abercrombie & Fitch on site at their headquarters, which (gasps) was, it was like it was like a treehouse compound. It was, it was very strange. I've never, and I went, I worked at the career development center in my, at my college. So I had, I, I knew every like location and what the interview process was like. Mm-hmm. There was a, usually an interview day. They'd have you interview with like three different people. They take, you know, you have a tour, but with this, this site interview, they had a ton of, there was like, 20 to 30 college graduating people, I want to say kids, and they took us out to dinner. Don't say kids. (laughs) (laughs) They took us out to dinner and they were just, we were drinking all night. It was bizarre. And then- Did they like line
1: you up and circle your fat like at a sorority (laughs) hazing? That's what I imagine
0: uh, an interview. Oh my gosh. They probably were doing it in the bathroom or something. I don't know, but I. Um, and then the next day, at lunch, the CEO, that guy, he comes down and he gives like his little talk or whatever, and then he does a Q and A. And I didn't ask anything. I was actually like hungover, and I'm so glad that I didn't get <laughs> well, an offer. What but... were you interviewing for? What
1: was this? Was this oh
0: for corporate- IT? Yeah. Okay. So, I was
1: gonna say this is a lot for a retail position.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This was not retail. This was um for their IT department. They really were starting or trying to grow it at yeah. that time. Um, but oh, they took us on a tour of all of their stores. They had every single store because remember it was Abercrombie, Hollister. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like some other place at that time. There's a few places they but- had a kid's. They yeah. had a kids. Yeah. They had, so they showed us the store layout. It was so creepy. It was like, you like go behind a curtain and all of a sudden you're in an Abercrombie store. They told us how the, they put the perfume through the vents oh. and every single thing down to like the displays have to be the same. in every single store, um, there was this one tree house that we went up to like, you have to climb a ladder. no. No. This is a work environment. It's crazy. No, this is this is something that I wrote like in a screenplay. <laughs> yeah, a you walk time. up and it's called like they had a name for it. And it was just like an empty room with like like one pillow or something. <laughs> and it was up top on the street. So you could see like all of the campus. And then um that was just like weird. But then my husband, a cry room. Yeah, it was a cry <laughs> room. Oh my gosh. That's where the CEO goes and like, I don't know what he does, something Mm, creepy, but my husband, um, we went to the same school, but we didn't know each other at that time. And so when we met, we were like talking about our experiences there. And I was like, oh yeah, oh, I went to Abercrombie. I don't know, it came up and he's like, oh my God, I went on that interview too. But like the next year oh, and my husband, he is lacking in social awareness and social skills sometimes. Um, so during the Q and a, I did not ask a question when I was there, he asked a question, of course, that is totally his style. And he, the way he worded his question, I go, Oh my God, you basically asked the CEO of Abercrombie why he hates fat people. <gasps> <laughs> Cause he was like, well, you know, I mean, my husband's not like fat, but he's like, he was a football player and he's bigger. And so he was like, he felt like he had to wear Abercrombie to the interview because obviously like wouldn't you do that everyone's wearing Abercrombie there and he was like saying he had a hard time finding things because he's too big they needed a big and tall and the way he just like articulated the question I was like wow I'm so glad I didn't know you back (laughs) (laughs) then you if you had been on the same interview your whole life might have been different oh my gosh I would (laughs) have (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Be <laughs> <laughs> so did you watch Atlanta and Beverly Hills this week no I haven't watched Atlanta yet but I did watch
1: Beverly Hills last night <gasps> can we talk about I believe that John Mellicamp's daughter was working for Kyle at the event it looked like that she looked like an intern
0: she was like folding clothes or like moving things around checking a list like yeah. it was like
1: and they had to put, she was barely there, like even for a second, they had to put her name up and like, I know nobody cares.
0: I know it's a little embarrassing, but <laughs> she, she keeps very, doing it. I don't know. You got to admire that part of her, right? <laughs> I don't think I have to. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Not at all. But um, I mean, do you think she wants to be back? Has she I, said yeah. she does? I think she's been angling to stay
1: relevant since before she was like,
0: well, I like, don't even have any comments about her. I literally didn't even write any notes about her. That's (laughs) the point. (laughs) My favorite thing though, right now, or my favorite housewife is Diana Jenkins. She's amazing. Oh my God. So good. She's the fact that she's like, has no idea when crystal's talking about outlets i hate what's going yes she's like outlets like no outlets. idea
1: she's and the she's right like- amount of disconnected you know yeah. like kathy hilton's on another planet yeah but and we're i think we're gonna hear some very terrible things about her and but she's so far gone there's like no bringing her back but Diana is at least engaged with the women and has yeah. some insights as to what's
0: going on and some yeah. like relevant opinions. What do you think of her future of on this season? I'm really excited to see where it goes. I haven't yeah. seen
1: much uh forward looking about the drama with her. Do we does she have a big storyline that we know about yet or I
0: actually tr- like I don't hate spoilers and I don't yeah. like purposely try to avoid them but I just kind of brush them off because I kind of do like watching it in the moment I started by live tweeting like I wanted to be like in the same room with people watching and be like oh my god did you just see that and that was like the closest thing so I started with that and like I just like that excitement of yeah. like watching it real time yeah. I guess
1: yeah no totally I just didn't know if we you know, we know that some shit's going down with Kathy.
0: Yeah, I know. I just,
1: I haven't heard the same about Diana or anything.
0: I don't know what to look forward to, but I am excited to yeah. see what unfolds with her. Did you see Paris in Love? No. It actually was pretty good. I like yeah? it. Yeah, I look at Paris Hilton in a different light now. And especially since like the, or, the sequence of events, seeing Kathy on... Beverly Hills, and then Paris in Love, and now this, Mm -hmm. it's starting to make me understand Paris Hilton a little bit more. Okay. If you watch Paris in Love, you'll see Kathy is portrayed in a completely different light than she was last season on Beverly Hills. Okay. She's almost the villain. I don't want to like spoil it for you, but that's why i'm like wow this is like interesting because and it's no secret in paris and love she is fighting for legis- legislation reform for um these places where they do like child discipline or whatever oh, i don't know, uh-huh. like, like the uh, the place school. that she went to yeah provo mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so she's working on that and like you see Kathy deal with her daughter doing this, knowing like that she sent her and there. Her there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you start and like knowing Kyle and Kim and them always talking about their mom, like they, it, their life just seems so bizarre. I almost don't, I don't blame Kathy. I don't think she's like a villain. I think she literally just like was raised in a bad environment.
1: Bizarre way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't, and then like, Paris got the generational trauma from that mm-hmm. and then it led to something else so it's just interesting to watch I don't know it's definitely worth it if you yeah. <laughs> what's on your list right um, now
1: um I have been watching oh what is the show
0: The Staircase is the that a thriller HBO show
1: it's um so there was a document docu-series on Netflix and now Colin Firth and Tony Colette are in the drama version of it on HBO. It's about um, this woman, a, a man is accused of murdering his wife. He maintains his innocence and it's it's just the whole story. So we've been watching that. We've been watching Barry, but I'm like one behind. I've been keeping up with Housewives, except mm-hmm. <laughs> one episode of Atlanta. Um, and then I've been watching Gentleman Jack on HBO. What's that? Is that a, like a comedy? comedy? No, it, well, it's not, not, it's a British show series on HBO about, um, like a 19th century. It's like the reenactment of a 19th century woman's diaries. And it's really interesting and Hmm. kind of funny. And I don't know.
0: Do you watch, um, the Kardashians? I, I feel like even
1: though I don't watch it, I you know what's going. I on. know what's going on at all times against yeah. my will
0: <laughs> through osmosis. So so <laughs> through funny, osmosis, yeah. just by living. <laughs> what about uh, Bling Empire? Well, I don't even know about that. What is Bling Empire? It's basically the real life version of Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, what? Yeah. what network platform Netflix. Okay. Yeah, season two came out. It's season two is a little weird, but there's this one moment where Paul Abdul is in there. <laughs> I just it was so random, but she shows great. up in weird places. Remember she Borat, does. duh, brat,
1: Borat. Oh, Borat. I thought you said brat. I was like,
0: duh, brat, <laughs> is the rapper. Or maybe it
1: wasn't, it was one of his movies, and she they tried to get. I think it was Borat or maybe it was the fashion one. And she shows up and like, what is this guy's name? Who am I thinking of? Um, Sasha. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, yeah, there's no, wherever they're filming has no furniture. So he's like, oh, just sit on this man and like (laughs) makes people act like furniture. And she's like, clearly uncomfortable. It's, it's the (laughs) most random.
0: I probably seen it. I don't really. I haven't been like a huge Borat fan in the past, but, um, I did want to talk about Craig Conover real quick.
1: Okay. You want to get into it?
0: Okay. I'm dying to hear your thoughts on Craig Conover. Okay.
1: Well, first of all, I'm from Delaware. Okay. And so is he.
0: <laughs> so you already are triggered.
1: So I, yeah, well, I don't know. Okay. So here's the thing. I, Craig and I have like a thing I think.
0: Wait what's a thing?
1: So first of all I think that Southern Charm is an incredibly dark show.
0: I think it there is
1: a lot of darkness we don't talk about or maybe we I do. I don't see. know. I, I haven't seen much conversation about it. I think there's a lot of drugs. I think the Catherine and Thomas thing is extremely dark and sad. So sad and
0: And awful.
1: So, and I don't think the fun is that fun that it like offsets.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's bizarre that they're, that people like love them.
1: (laughs) But like, it was great in the beginning. Like I haven't watched for a couple of years, but so I never really, Craig is hot, fine. But I never really got why, he was like such a fan favorite because he doesn't bring much to the table personality wise. And I think his
0: doofusness is what he brings to the table. Like I enjoy laughing at him.
1: Yeah, maybe. Okay. At first I could see maybe the lovable idiot kind of thing.
0: Do you remember they were at um, Patricia's and Patricia and Shep are talking and someone goes, Where's Craig? And Shep goes, Probably talking politics with the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> like that was for me, that was like peak Southern Trump. But I, that was hilarious. But that was isn't before- it interesting that
1: it's someone else's, that it's Shep's.
0: No, I know. Yeah, no, exactly. And like, or when he's like, "What's wrong with my?" That was the same episode. What's wrong with sewing? Yeah, yeah. There have been some
1: iconic moments, and like, but so, okay. I was living in Manhattan when the pandemic hit, and that was very a very difficult time. My sister's a doctor. I was not working. I when things happen, big things happen. I really want to take action I want to help mm-hmm. it felt very helpless mm-hmm. and I used to work in the fashion industry mm-hmm. and I like reached out to all my old vendors I was trying to get masks I had some success procuring some masks and I was like let's do whatever we can right get back at home and I thought of Craig <laughs> because the sews yeah there was a PPE shortage and there was a huge um, movement of mask making yeah. and donating and Jill
0: Zarin, Jill- they started their fabric? entire, yeah, they yeah. started their entire business from masks. So uh, I, I are smart. Cause it's smart. Right. And, and helpful and helpful. So I
1: zeroed in on Craig. I look, to be fair, I, I went, Probably too far, but <laughs> I zeroed in on Craig because he has a huge following. He has a uh, lot of influence. A lot of influence, yeah. a lot of access to materials. And yeah. I felt like his audience would have really potentially got on board. I thought he could, you know, use his charm to create content that could move the needle. Yeah. Um, so I went on a little one woman, I don't know, uh, quest quest to <laughs> encourage Craig to help out with the PPE crisis, uh, DM'd and tweeted at the entire cast, Facebook messaged his
0: dad. <laughs> um, dad. I, Actually, that's not, I mean, if you're trying to do something good, as long as you're not like, your son is a piece of no. crap. No, i I trying to I do something to, good. I think that's okay. That's I smart. you know,
1: and I always went at it with this could be such a great thing. Yeah. You could hang this over Shep's head because what's he doing? Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I was always very respectful,
2: yeah. but
1: I was persistent for a while and just trying to get in touch with him. Yeah. And I think Danny Pellegrino, I think I was getting other people to you know, let's try and get Craig to do this. And Danny Pellegrino, like, dm him to, like, in in solidarity, which I thought was awesome. Um, but nothing happened except for Craig continuing to go on lives and party. Ugh.
0: And... Um, yeah, I remember that time. Him and Austin were complete idiots. That was actually... That was their beginning. downfall. Yeah, I that was think, the beginning. Yeah,
1: I think, and and I he, I just feel like he could have helped yeah, in a, a way that could have, you know, done some good. I was like, take your shirt off and like, yeah, <laughs> like teach people how to make a mask. There's yeah. no sew masks, you know, you don't have to sew to make a mask and help. Yeah. He could um, have done a lot.
0: Yeah. You're so right. And that's <laughs> actually, I said that same thing about Austin and Craig after Craig blocked me I, oh, am I think so I don't know who bitter.
1: blocked first for me. I think I blocked him. Did he block you while you were trying to contact him about mass? No, I think I ended up blocking that him been- because one night he went live and a couple of my friends were chatting. And I was like, let's go on live and see if we can get his attention there. And he saw us messaging about it. And he was just like, he had addressed it in a way that was, he was like, look, just, we're working on it. It's not that easy to make PPE. And fucking yes it is that it is that is and it was no one i was other... not asking him to make medical grade whatever
0: yeah just like a. you asked to make like a cloth no so type that's it very easy made, yeah.
1: just do a tutorial
0: yeah um
1: like a quick one thing look it's not my business like literally obviously <laughs> his business i have i thought it could have been good for so anyway um, after that live, I like, and again, this was like March or April of 2020 I'm in Manhattan in yeah. a tiny apartment with the baby. I was nine months pregnant, you know? So think just, I broke down in tears. <laughs> so Craig made me cry. I understand that maybe like, I should have just like given up. This is some, he clearly doesn't care um so yeah craig made me cry i blocked him off that after that no not right after that then shep a couple days later posted something either in the stories or to his feed and it was it was a it was a pillow that said bonjour bitches and i think there was like a pug on it like a dog and he was like your move craig And I thought it was really creepy. It might've had nothing to do with me, but again, I was firing at all cylinders at the cast. So I was very uncomfortable with that. And just like, well, after the live, I didn't contact him or anyone about it ever again. But um, yeah, I just was like, this may have nothing to do with me, but it feels not good. Yeah. I'm done and then you know when the protests were happening later that year not that it's craig's like place to do anything for racial justice in this country <laughs> but that he responded to by having trying to put together a bowling night with like cops and people of color so like i just think some people don't deserve this platform yeah <laughs> No, I I haven't been doing much. I don't think people who have that necessarily are in the pop culture space, they have no responsibility to do what any one person thinks they should do at any time. And I understand that. But if you're not using it for even a little bit of good um, at a time where good is is
0: really, really needed, then it's it's take a hike. Take a hike, yeah. I agree. And that actually, um, Bravo social responsibility has been a big topic for me ever since Salt Lake city. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Bravo? Like, cause they're the ones who are keeping Craig and Austin employed. employed and it's their discretion. Like there's no, this isn't like American idol. We vote them out or anything Right, like they decide. And I was heavily triggered with Salt Lake City because one, Mary allegedly is leading a cult. So like, that is not nice. Um, and then you have um, Jenny Wen who had, Oof. it was like an intern it was recent at Bravo could have Googled Scroll. her real quick and scrolled. Yeah, like that to me is negligent because- you know, everyone went after the actual people. Like, I actually feel bad for Jenny. They shouldn't have let her on because they're also putting her at risk for things like that. Now her family probably, I'm sure, has had death threats, Rest, all yeah. sorts of things. And like, yes, Jenny is not the greatest person, but there's so many Jennys. And Bravo at this higher level, I feel like has a social responsibility because it's like, don't bring these people on my screen make me fall in love with Mary Cosby because she's funny as fuck and now she's a a cult leader? Like, come on. Well, and the thing... So I actually did not think she
1: was great TV. Like, I... She made me so uncomfortable because she's like a
0: broken person who was just not... Yeah, I think that's why I love mess, you know, so... I was like, Mary's crazy, I love it.
1: But like, Mary... Yeah, that one, I don't understand how she slipped through because the cult, it was all right on the surface. Both of them were right on the surface. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily think Craig or Austin have really like done anything that, you know, makes them fireable or whatever. And people are loving them and hating them and loving them, hate them. So I think they're the like, unless I am forgetting or don't know something yet as of this taping. Yeah, we just don't like them yeah we're just not we're just not into them but then when it gets to like criminals and racists yeah <laughs> that's a whole different level of uh of yeah responsibility.
0: i guess craig and austin are good for bravo so i guess i understand them keeping them but the salt lake city thing i'm a little traumatized because yeah. i was so die hard for salt lake city i was like this is the best franchise ever i'm a fan from day one i was like you guys don't even know about mary cosby and then i was like so disappointed it was like i'm like can Are we be done me? with this season they're um i think they're almost they're filming season three i think they're almost done or no they did wrap up actually
1: interested
0: i think and it's just, there's a lot of dark stuff going on there's there. There's a lot too. of dark stuff there. There's actually yeah. dark stuff going on everywhere. Like Miami, I think. I mean, Alexia, her ex first husband was like a cocaine dealer or something. <laughs> and like
2: um, the Manzos
0: have ties mob to ties. the mob. And then mm-hmm. Beverly Hills, the whole like Taylor Armstrong, his her husband, and then Erica Jane now it's like, Actually, what do you think about Erica Jean?
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah, let's get into her. I think so far, everything I've seen this season has been so, from her, has been so dumb. Like, she is just trying to get those viral moments. Like, where's my apology? Flander. (laughs) (laughs) Flander. She she just seems so manufactured. Yeah. And like, um i yeah
0: and why, i kind of like it though because i feel like it's embarrassing it's yes this i like, am like this yeah, watching like her the good friend
1: is very embarrassing like yeah the shem that i feel every time is insane and it's new like this is we haven't yeah had this weirdness like and Sutton tries to have moments sometimes.
0: Yeah. Oh, Sutton's so cringy sometimes. But oh, I, yeah. am, I am enjoying her wackiness this season. Yeah. But, that, but like again, sometimes her, she's but... like,
1: she was so excited to say she wasn't looking for a wealthy guy. <laughs> yeah. With her like body motion. She was like, <laughs> this is a moment. And, uh, and Kyle went cross-eyed. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? And then, and then just Erica will take any, just, she just tries to interject where the yeah. conversation isn't about her and try and make it,
0: Sutton has nothing to apologize to her for. I did think it was weird when she's like, I don't cancel the table. Like what oh the my f- god, was that? That was too much for me.
1: And you saw that she did cancel the table.
0: Did she? I didn't yeah. even look at all.
1: um so I don't know if you follow your moms are watching oh yeah 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 so she I I think I came in when like the slides in her stories leading up to it were gone so I don't know where she what role she played in getting these emails but she Uh had emails between people saying oh we're scrambling to because Sutton canceled last minute we got to get Harry and Lisa so then why was Sutton there she canceled her table, but not her all See? her tickets. I guess. Oh. So there is proof out there, which I I'm like, why isn't Page Six picking this up? <laughs> because the well, emails are out there. Executive yes, you know, like I'm taking crazy.
0: <laughs> this she or canceled the table. <laughs> <laughs> this feels very um. When I, when they started talking about the table, I just was getting big time Shannon Bedore, Storm's Bedore vibes. When you will all like, see the truth. I start charities, Megan. <laughs> I really miss those Yeah, days.
1: <laughs> And all her email that, or her receipts that she brought, all it said, all that proved is that she reserved the table. Not that she Pay followed her through the, yeah.
0: any of it. Huh? um wow this does lovely, need to Lisa. get picked up by page six yes
1: you gotta have your moms are watching on
0: yes i will someday i i she's on my list i have season three coming up soon you're actually this is my last recording of season two yeah oh. i know we scheduled like super super fun <laughs> we weekend. scheduled this in march i think
1: I, well like, <laughs> like I do you have, have- it was like a dentist appointment. It was like, do you have plans in 18 months? It's like, no, that, that date works for me.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I love Bravo. Cause it's like, it's consistent content that you can yeah. always follow. And it doesn't really matter if you're caught up or not. But like, yeah. we speak the same language when it comes to Bravo. So when, when
1: multiples, when more and more franchises started getting added, I was like, God, I hope that they can make it. So it's year round.
0: Yeah, and here and we are. are.
1: Here we are.
0: And Dubai is starting. What do you think about mm. Dubai?
1: I think it's it's gonna be incredible. I haven't seen Ladies of London, but I know that Catherine. I know Caroline, Caroline is is um, iconic. So
0: she's like the perfect villain.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah. I was I knew she was iconic, but I wasn't sure why. If it was just she's super rich, or if she's
0: a master. I yeah, she will. Now that she's in Dubai, like she seems like she's not that rich because these women are like so, so, so rich. Like Caroline might be the poor bitch out of the crew. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Like these women are. Oil money. (laughs) Yeah. Like insane. And actually, uh, Sarah, she is an entrepreneur, excuse me, an entrepreneur and she's, incredibly incredibly successful and incredibly gorgeous Mm -hmm. I um so Bravo posted like each of their little short bios or whatever yesterday and I tagged her I like reposted my stories and I tagged her and she responded and I was like and I told her like because I looked up her bio and everything and I was really inspired by her like I totally feel like we're similar type of people as far as like our mindset when it comes to business and stuff like that and she sent me a voice message wait see when they're when they're
1: just starting
0: yeah like, they're, and they're very friendly and, yes. yeah
1: get in early oh my god maybe she'll send you some uh merch or something I don't know
0: <laughs> wait ready
1: yeah oh my oh. god congratulations I know it's a very um hard step to take and it's um scary but if you don't do, it scares you. Then you don't live. You don't. Exist. You don't find out what's meant for you if you're always scared. So proud of you, and wish you nothing but the best on this journey. It's a journey that's gonna unravel you. You're gonna discover yourself in so many ways. Bless you, sweetie. Oh, is that?
0: Are you not okay in for Those. <laughs> I know. I was like, I just got like a free cameo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Seriously, save that. That's amazing. oh Oh, one hundred
0: percent. I already did. That's
1: amazing. Hopefully, she doesn't like. It doesn't come out that she like
0: defrauds old people or something. I know. I know. Because <laughs> that actually, that exact thing happened to me. I was ride or die Jen Shaw from day one, and then next thing you know, she's, you know, indicted, and I'm like, well, what the
1: hell? Bravo. You know, I'm. I'm so interested to see what happens with that because i've never seen I don't, a uh
0: what actually no Teresa was going through her court oh mm-hmm. no wait not on film uh well their legal woes were widely
1: covered yeah um and erica's and so and like like bethany's divorce i mean we've had things come up but what's crazy for me is and it, it makes me second guess myself, is how convinced of her innocence Jen is. Yeah. And so does that mean like does is it is there a world in which that's possible?
0: So I actually have some prior work experience doing, um, I worked for this startup company and I didn't really know exactly how they made their money. I just knew that they were growing really fast and they needed someone. So I came in and the first day we're going through training and they're talking about, cause they, when they like were advertising this job, they were talking about their, um, one of their applications that was like revolutionary or whatever. It's like for insurance, salesman, Rob. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but that, so that's where they started, but they got their money from the information. Cause at that time, Sound information. Yeah. At uh-huh. that time, you couldn't get health insurance by yourself online. Like if you were a contractor or a freelancer. So mm-hmm. they found that niche and they were like, we're going to provide personal health insurance for people and create an engine where it'll calculate how much your insurance is because it's different for every insurance company it's based on you know all of these parameters and you know all their engines behind the scenes their risk assessment and underwriting and all that stuff so they created the technology to handle that behind the scenes but then with that they started selling the information because you go through a like a five step process or something the first step you might write Priscilla, the second mm. step you might put your state. The third step, you might put your phone number, you know, like yeah, it just yeah, gets yeah. more and more. And so people bid on that lead yeah. information. They don't just sell it for like, oh, here, five bucks. Some of those leads go for like over a hundred dollars, over two hundred dollars. If they fill out all the information and in the demographics, people will bid on it and the price goes up, obviously. Yeah. Well, and
1: sometimes it's above board and sometimes
0: it is not. Well, so at that time, because this was years ago, I don't think the law is caught up with the technology and what we can do now. So Mm -hmm. I think morally what Jen Shaw did, I think in my personal opinion is wrong. Um, I would never do business like that. But Legally, I think there might be some gray area because I think she may have started before mm. it actually became a law. And I think her case because at first I was invested. I like called yeah. into the to the court hearing the first. Oh, time. I was there too. Yeah. Oh, we were there, sister. We were yes. there. Oh my god, I was dying when they're like Jen Shaw. The judge couldn't hear anything, and they're like, yeah, yeah, "You can't hear." Had to recall in. You had to dial. I mean, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> But so this case, if you look at it, the, everyone has pled guilty because of the evidence against them. They did; they would rather take a plea than try to fight it. And okay. because of the percentage of success rate, there, I think people are scared. But for some reason, Jen Shaw is not scared, and that's weird to me because she may have an advantage with the whole you know, or Rob Shaggy. Liberty thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, there could yeah. be a chance. I actually think she might be able to, there's a small, small chance that could be like some breaking, like legal loophole, case study or... in the future where they're like, this is insane. They found this loophole and now she's free.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, okay. So people have pled guilty.
0: Yes. They weren't necessarily And they were all under her. She was like the top of the pyramid, if it's a pyramid scheme, I don't know. But even, you know, like Stu, her ride or die, he pled guilty. And I think, to be honest, I think um, the prosecutor probably, they're using tactics as well to try to get her to plead guilty instead of fighting it so having Stu plead guilty i think was probably part of their tactic but sure the balls man to be yeah. like no Well,
1: and look maybe look it could have to do with resources too maybe people can't fight this thing and if they could maybe there would be a different outcome you know and i i, have, I don't know I'm, I'm really interested to see um it's clear that she can't say much um yeah it's it what i I felt that it was strangely handled on the show. it was sort of this like tiny thing, I know because I mean Meredith a huge was, moment,
0: yeah, it was a huge moment, but Meredith was so unhinged all season that
1: kind of like
0: <laughs> overshadowed yeah, everything. Yeah,
1: thing it, it was a strange sort of it sort of took a weird backseat,
0: yeah, it did or, it was <laughs> in
1: some ways like yeah like it was an elephant in the room rather yeah. than like the most major because,
0: thing I think because she just addressed it head on well at least with and Andy was like, she innocent. was just like yeah. I'm innocent I'm gonna fight it and it was like okay what else are you gonna ask yeah like-
1: and it was probably timing too I mean because of she was arrested and then it's not like the LA Times did a huge thing you know like yeah. there weren't as uh, there
0: wasn't as much to hang on they did that dumb documentary on hulu it did nothing i was one? yeah jen shaw got one and i was watching it and you probably would feel the same like are you kidding me i could have wrote this documentary (laughs) itself like you didn't even mention the court call hello we were there (laughs) yeah exactly but i know you have a hard cut off so real quick i wanted to ask you if you could tell us a little bit about your feminist cringe merch Yes.
1: yes So um, yeah, you can find me personally at Bonjour Bitches blog on Instagram. Um and I do have a merch shop called Feminist Cringe. I'm wearing an item.
0: I love that. Shirt. I was <laughs> gonna say that. I love that sweatshirt. Thanks.
1: Um, so it's it's um clothing and gifts, mugs, journals that um a portion of profits all goes to one cause or another. Um so yeah have a lot of fun over there too
0: awesome yeah well congratulations on everything (laughs) and thank you for being here it's been such a pleasure long time so fun yeah well i hope that we can do this again sometime chronically available i'm gonna make sure you subscribe to bravo and blaze on your favorite podcast platform youtube and your favorite social media platforms i'm mostly active on instagram but I have pretty much all of them. And if you're interested in being a guest or a sponsorship for the next season of Bravo and Blaze, please reach out. Like I mentioned earlier, make sure to sign up for the Cannabis Mom Boss updates for all new community events, programs, workshops, retreats, partnerships, etc. that we'll be bringing you in the upcoming months link in the show notes or you can go to CannabisMomBoss.com. Also, if you are local to the Capital District area in upstate New York, make sure to follow Capital District Cannamoms on Instagram. I have created a new account for local events and once I am free of childcare duties, I am able to work full-time, and I'm going to be hitting the pavement and partnering with amazing local businesses to bring you in-person events. Hello, amazing, so stay tuned. Also, if you want to be involved in my mission to empower other women in the cannabis industry and want some one-on-one mentorship, please reach out to me for an opportunity as a Cannabis Mom Boss thank you everyone for this amazing season there's still two more shows i will be releasing but it's my last recording day and i just want to let you all know how grateful i am for you and how much you have all inspired me to continue fighting for my mission and sharing this journey with you all so until next time
2: Hi Jenny, it's Kelsey Dekan from Balytic Sailing Out Season 3 and I'm sorry to hear about your situation and that you are sad, but hopefully this can cheer you up a little bit and I know uh, the post you sent me was from um, a few days ago so I hope you are in better spirits a little bit already but I'm sorry to hear about your trip and about your friends but you know what, I like to think that Everything happens for a reason, and at least now you can take yourself on your own goddamn trip. I mean, just think, if you went with your friends, who knows, maybe they'd want to do something you didn't want to do. Maybe they would just be a sloppy drunk the whole time, and you'd have to take care of them. Or maybe they would just really be raining on your parade in your vacation. So now, now, Jenny, you get to take yourself on vacation and live your best life get as sloppy as you want. Do all the excursions you want. Treat yourself. Get a massage and a facial and do your hot girl walks and lay on the beach and get tan and just do everything that makes you happy, Jenny. Eat your favorite foods just sue whatever you want. Maybe you go with your husband when he's feeling better and he finally tests negative again, but COVID really is just putting a wrench in everybody's plans. I feel like everybody's testing positive right now. And you know what? This is year 3. We should know how to deal with COVID and who even still who even still deals with COVID anymore. If they just invited you because he tested positive even though you were negative, I mean I don't know. My my grandma wouldn't even disinvite me if I was to... You know what? Actually, my parents were positive, and I lived with them sometimes, and I was negative, and I did still go hang out with my grandma, and that's my grandma. So, whatever, Jenny. I think you're better off without them. You do you, girl. You do things that you love. You do that self-care. You find some new friends. Maybe hop on Bumble BFF or something, and... Or you know what? While you're traveling, living your best life, you'll you'll meet some like-minded people who share your interests and that you're better off with. So Jenny, I hope you have an amazing day. I hope things have taken tr- a turn from the positive. Here's my pup. Oh, she's jumping down. Pixie, say hi. I mean, a cute pug. Do you have a dog? Maybe spend some time with your dog. And now that you're not on that trip, you can spend more time with your dogs doing pets and walks and... I don't know anything else so Jenny I hope you have an amazing day and yeah things will things will be going up I promise